Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You can follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show, as you should know already. Go over a little bit about yesterday's slate. Uh, go. We'll, we'll, we'll do some, something special today for uh, for. We'll, we'll be we'll be talking about the early slate, right? The slate that uh, that locks at what twelve twenty Eastern. We'll build some lineups, right? I'll actually build the lineups that I'm going to play. For the early slate, that's what we'll do. So people seem to get something out of, you know, this is how I make my lineups. This is how I make the donuts. People want to know. And people want to know that any type of strategy, DFS questions you have in the chat. I see you guys. Suki Singh, Jupocalypse, Frederick Dute, Daniel Hutchings, Matt Meir, Card Fan, Superman, Tony A, Doug Montgomery, Andrew Garcia. Hit that thumbs up button. Give me the thummy thumbs. I got the apple juice as as usual, right? We got some more. I got delivery. We got it. We got, I should have apple juice for the next three weeks. So I shouldn't be running out, but I won't run out. If you keep on getting, giving me the thummy thumbs, hitting the subscribe button, hitting the notification bell to know when we go live. Obviously, uh, if, if you, you want to listen later, there's a podcast version of this. So if you want to listen, obviously you can watch this later on YouTube, right? You know, we archive all the videos, but if you want to want to listen to it, go to iTunes, go to wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Roto Grinders DFS pregame show. Subscribe there, rate and review. But yesterday, 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 uh, I mean, I did find cash games, but uh, did not have the White Sox. So if you didn't have the White Sox, you, uh, you 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 couldn't really do anything, right? I mean, couldn't get anywhere close, nowhere close, right? Billy Hamilton, you needed, you pretty much needed him. Uh, just not because he hits home runs, because he gets the first base and then he steals everything, and then. You know, it's like, how does he have 40 points, right? That That's how he does it. Triple, steal, he's stealing home, he's stealing, he's stealing everything. Uh, but yesterday was, the chalk pitchers got there. Cole Woodruff, chalk, chalk city, right? Cole uh, against Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay, with Bill Miller behind the plate, who's like the, probably the, the biggest pitching umpire in the league. Uh, no doubt, 12 strikeouts, eight innings, 43 points. Woodruff against the Cardinals, 32 points. They didn't get the win because uh, they didn't give him that much run support. And even Urias. Urias, I mean, he got there against the Mariners, 27.95. So pretty much the chalk pitchers. I mean, Ryu did pretty well. Uh, he could have done massively if he just didn't, you know, get injured in the fourth inning. Uh, and apparently this Caprellian guy, he, I mean, he's just a magician or whatever. I don't think he's a very good pitcher. But uh, he scored 21 points because the Red Sox are just, I don't know. Sometimes they just, I don't know. They, they get guys on base and then they get into double plays. I don't know what happens to them. Uh, but but pretty much it was the chalk pitching combination. And you could see across across some of the 150 Max Sharp players, like, not surprising. Like, no one was under Cole, right? We have some that are a little, I mean, need lunch money was a little under on Woodruff. But for most part, Woodruff was a core Pitching play. Urias, okay, Forsaken, Lariotto, bit under. I can understand that. Danny Duffy, I think, was a little overowned. Yet, yet, still was, was, still got, there was exposure there, right? Max Freed, we didn't know, but, but was he going to have a pitch count or something like that? I mean, he was cheap. He was like 6,100. So, depending on, depending on the, the person, some people played him, some people played less of him. I think 10%, 11%, I think that was efficient ownership. I think 24, 25% for Duffy was, at his price, 
was was over-owned. Uh, I think Wheeler was under-owned. I actually, I actually, I was playing on FanDuel, so it's a little bit different. But I think Wheeler at nine percent was a little under-owned. I think Wheeler should have been probably more like fifteen or sixteen percent. But uh, but that was the pitching. Uh, going to the hitting, uh, the White Sox weren't really that owned, right? The, the chalk of the slate on DraftKings was the Phillies, right? And they pretty much busted, right? The stack definitely busted. But I mean, I mean, the pieces, yeah, you could have had Hotspins 12 or, or Harper had, had uh, you know, double digits, 13. Nothing that you needed, right? There was no one on the Phillies that you needed. Nap, did that hit, Nap hit a home run or something? I don't know. And do you need any of the Phillies? No, they, they pretty much busted. Alec Bohm had two points at 17% ownership, right? Uh, so we had, what, Phillies here? It's like Bohm, McCutcheon, Hoskins. Uh, then the next highest owned stack was, looks like maybe the Diamondbacks, right? Because they were cheap, right? We have uh, Azdrubal Cabrera, Josh Rojas, Pavin Smith, 9%. So a little bit less. The Dodgers were less owned on DraftKings because they were just very expensive. On FanDuel, they they were chalky, very chalky. And Sal Perez, I mean, we still get the Royals, right? Because Perez, there's not much to pay up for a catcher. Solaire is still, I think, maybe a little too cheap. Not much as far as the stack. Benetetti was 9%. Okay, so there's some there. But outside of the Phillies, like, the ownership was kind of spread out. Kind of. Teoscar hit a double dong, but the Blue Jay stack didn't get there, so you needed him as like a one-off. But the White Sox were kind of under-owned. I mean, not really. 7% Abreu. 6% Vaughn. Let's see. Because look, like Max Muncy was like 5% for the Dodgers. It's, just, it, it's hard to get to the Dodgers yesterday. But Grandal was 5%. Aguirre on the Marlins. I played a bunch of Marlins. I played a bunch of Diamondbacks. That didn't really get there. Uh, let's look down here. Moncada was 4%. So they, they were owned, but not excessively. I played more of the, the Tigers against Duffy. I played more of the A's against Rodriguez. The Tigers didn't do that bad, but I mean, you needed, you basically needed the White Sox. We take a look at the, the top lineup in the in the relay throw, 50K to first, we see here, here, White Sox stack, one, two, three, four, five, and three one-offs, right? Shortstop, not much happened at, so the six points, no big deal. And then you had Avi Garcia's home run and Teoscar's double dong. So there you go. There, there's the nuts. Them's the nuts. And even our own Justin Carlucci, our own, uh, typically does the basketball stuff. So if you listen to the morning grind this this morning, he'll be doing the basketball. They only got a couple of days left, right? But he plays mostly basketball, but occasionally baseball. But there you go. White Sox stack, right? Here you go. With Billy Hamilton at 1%. Vaughn, Hamilton, Anderson, Moncada, Grandal, Cole Woodruff. And then uh, a Dodd, you know, three, three one-offs. That's what it looks like. A two, to Vogelback, Garcia, and Lux. Okay. Need lunch money's top lineup. White Sox stack and three one-offs, right? Lux, Rojas, Magnus Sierra. As long as you had the White Sox stack, you 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 were you were you were heading towards the top. Anil, let's see what did Anil do? A five three with the, with the with the Tigers, which okay, there you go. Cole Woodruff, right? What's the what's the highest lineup that isn't Cole Woodruff? Forsaken still had Cole Woodruff. 
Cole Woodruff, Rinpack. Is there anything up here that's not Cole Woodruff? Like, can we see a right? Okay, here's Cole Rodriguez. Obviously, didn't put up enough points. I mean, that's why you're here at 13th place. But yeah, White Sox, it's a 5-3, White Sox Dodgers. And that's why you needed to use a little, a little bit cheaper pitcher in order to fit in these Dodgers. Because, I mean, Billy Hamilton was cheap, so didn't need all. Yeah, Hamilton and Vaughn were really cheap. Mendick, Madrigal, Grandal, so Noah Breu, no Moncada. So some of the better White Sox hitters were not in his lineup. But when you get Max Muncy, 27, yeah, and you get Matt Beatty, right? He had a home run, right? Danny Mendick, zero. That didn't matter. But he was what? He was, uh, oh, he's further away. Yeah, he still needed like 20 points to get the first place. So even if you replace Rodriguez with Woodruff and do something else, he probably doesn't get there anyway. That was the key to yesterday, right? The White Sox. I played more of the Marlins Diamondbacks game, but I was remember I was playing on FanDuel. Much different. The Dodgers were the chalk on, on, on FanDuel. The Dodgers and then the Phillies on FanDuel. Diamondbacks were more owned on DraftKings, but less owned on FanDuel. The White Sox were just like in the middle. It's eh, I can only play. I'm not gonna. I, I don't. I don't play like every team. Okay, I played a hundred lineups, but it's not like I play a stack of like every team. I, I take make my choices. I mean, I, it's not like I play only three stacks, but I don't play. I mean, yesterday's slate was what ten games, right? Was it ten something like that? I'm not playing twenty. I'm playing a hundred lineups and five stacks of all twenty teams. I I, I don't do that. So I wasn't going to get there. Once the White Sox started putting up runs by the fourth inning, I'm like, just close my laptop. Made money in cash games, so I'm fine. I made I was profitable on the night overall, but uh, knew I didn't. I did not have a shot for first. Even with the the Marlins Diamondbacks game going off at nine forty, whatever later, it's like unless this game is like like fifteen to twelve. Like uh, if you don't have any White Sox, you're dead. Right? You're dead. You're dead. Let's see in the YouTube chat. Uh, Michael Dompier asks, "Do you feel like a sellout having to talk about individual players on the morning grind?" Right, mostly kidding. Well, uh, also on the morning grind, remember we record that the night before. So the night before, I have no, I'm not, I have no projections. I have no nothing. I'm just assuming. Right, I'm going in, going. This is what I, I'm, I'm assuming. This is going to project well. I'm assuming that this is. It, but I'm always, I don't have ownership either. So that's why a lot of times when you listen to me in the morning grind, it's like, I think these are going to be the chalk pitchers, but how chalky are they going to be? I see where the construction could go. If if this cheap guy projects well, then that's going to knock out this other guy in the lineup. I mean, like, I'm just kind of formulating what it could be. And then I, without projections, without nothing. So it's like, this it could be this, right? So I'm not really, I'm not giving up picks, Right. Like I talked on the morning grind about Luis Castillo. If he if he if he's even pitching tonight, I know we were under the impression that that he's going to be starting. And he's at sixty two hundred in cores. No one's going to play him, and it's not like Luis Castillo used to be a good pitcher, a really good pitcher. The Rockies are not a good team, so like, but maybe he projects so poorly. Maybe 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 he is a bad pitcher now. I don't know. You tell me he's two percent owned. Maybe I take a shot, but if he's sixteen percent owned, I don't. So. Like, that's what I do on the morning grind. Typically on the smaller slates. 
That's typically when Stevie has them. Matt Mears says, I trust the model, in quotes. I don't know. I trust the model when it comes to models like the bat, but less so with ownership projections, mainly because they're more used to be, the more they are used, the more inaccurate they become. How do you compensate for this, if at all? Experience. I could look, like, like yesterday, like I knew Cole was going to be, I mean, he was only 40% on on FanDuel in the, in the GPP. I was expecting 50, 55 on FanDuel. DraftKings, I would have expected 60 plus. No matter what, no matter what it said, right? Once Gallon was off the slate, once they scratched him, I'm like, all, all of Gallon's ownership is going to call. It's just, it's just, people are just going to jam him in. That, that's what it's going to be. So if the ownership percentage says 38%, like mathematically, that makes sense, but I'm like, people aren't mad. Human beings aren't rational. I'm like, no, nah, that's not gonna be 38. It's gonna be like 50, 55, more even, 60. And then you have to compensate everywhere else because you have to go, well, if that guy's gonna be owned, then some of these other guys aren't. That's why we take a look at, at the, the ownership yesterday on DraftKings. It's like, I could have told you, Derek Cole, once Gallon was scratched, Derek Cole was gonna be at least 55% owned, if not more. Well, you know what that does? That also lowers the ownership, like especially a pitcher, on guys like uh, like Zach Wheeler or Erod, even Urquity. Like Woodruff was going to be owned. Like how is it going to, basically how is that going to affect ownership of guys like Urias and Duffy? Are they going to be pivots off of Woodruff? Are they going to be pivots off of Cole? But I think Cole was easily the top play on, on, on DraftKings. The highest projected raw points as well as one of the top point per dollar in his salary. So that the big people are just going to jam in coal. So no matter what ownership projections you're looking at, like I know they've done some algorithmically to some extent, but you have to put some, you know, human, human touch to it. Right. You have to know human nature a little bit. So sometimes I'll look, you know, especially a pitcher batters a little less so. But batters, what you do is you look at you look at the stacks and you go, okay, people are going to think this, they're going to think that. You look at ownership projections and you may see a stack that's six percent owned and go, that that seems iffy. I think they're going to be more like ten percent owned. Like it's not going to be dramatically different. And then you look at some stacks that like, oh, they're going to be uh, that the ownership percentage is four percent, and I'm like, I don't even know if they're going to get four. Like that they may be really low owned, right? Maybe they'll be one, one and a half percent owned. Because most, most ownership projections are done by some type of mathematical formula using primarily the projections that they're built around. And that's not always that people aren't always using those projections, right? There's different types, there's different projections out there. Human nature, especially when it comes to like postponed games, rainouts, right? Oh, this team is going to be chalk and now they're gone off the slate. And then it's a half an hour before lock. Like, how are people going to react? I, you have to judge that yourself. Am I am I right all the time? No, I'm not. There's plenty of times I look and I go, oh, I misjudged that. Oh, they were they, they were much more owned than I thought they were going to be. I thought I was being sneaky. Turns out everyone thought they were being sneaky, right? You do stuff like that. Okay. Let's see. What I want to do today is not talk about the seven the, the slate tonight. We have an early slate today, right? I wanted to build lineups. That's what I like doing. When, whenever I have a show, uh, a pregame show like this, 
and there's an early slate. People at people ask me plenty of times to like, well, how do you exact? How do you how do you build lineups? Do you use this? Do you do that? Do you do this? How do you do it all? And a lot of times, yes, in Roto Academy, if you're a premium member of Roto Grinders, which you can click the link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month to Roto Grinders Premium. You can see those videos. So I've done plenty of Roto Academy videos. I've done some on the pregame show for free. They're they're mixed and matched in the archives. People ask, I had I want I want to see how you 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 actually build the actual the actual actual lineups. Well, we have a slate of twelve twenty, right? That locks. Why not build lineups? I don't know if we can get ownership for the early slate. I mean, that's the main thing. It's like we're gonna have to guess on that, right? Which I would have to do anyway, right? Oh, no, no, no. We're getting ownership. Okay, good. We got it. Okay, so we got some, we got something, right? We got, we got all the lineups, though. Okay, that's going to be a problem. Okay, the Brewers lineup is coming in. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, Cardinals, okay. Are we are we even going to be playing the Cardinals or Brewers bats in this game? Flaherty versus Burns? Probably not. Let's see. We don't get a Twins lineup against Lynn. Okay, may not be playing those bats anyway. Okay, so we've got most of the bats that we possibly consider. Uh, do we have a slate IQ for the early slate? I don't think so. I think they only run that for the main slates. We can take a look. Yeah, no, no, we don't. We don't got it. We don't got it. But as long as I've as long as I have ownership, I got like, something, right? Something to go by. I'm, I'm building twelve. I'm building a twenty lineup. So we're doing twenty lineups today. Twenty lineups for the early slate. I'm only taking this much time because I'm going to be explaining things along the way. Normally, this would take me like seven minutes to do or something in total. But I'm doing 20. 20 is actually, to me, 20 is harder to do than 100. So you have to really, you have to, it's razor thin. You got you to gotta make choices. Much more so than when you build 100 lineups. It's like, okay, I could burn a lineup here and a burn a lineup there and screw it, right? You could, you could think kind of in that way. I'm building 20 lineups because... The, the payout structure for that $18 DK contest is a, brutal. 50,000 a first, 15,000 a second, 1,000 a sixth. Like, I don't want to put that many entries in, right? So I'm putting one entry into, uh, if I look at my Excel spreadsheet, I'm putting, which you can't see on the screen, uh, I'm putting one entry into the 121 single entry. I'm putting three entries into the $66. That's like 5K to first. That's a small field. 400, four, 500 people entries. And then I'm playing what? 16 lineups into the $18. And also a, a $12, a, a $12 single entry as well. So yeah, so it's 20 lineups in total. And I, and I sort my, I sort my Excel file when I do lineups like this, it, and I'm only doing 20. I just sort it by, by entry fee. Cause typically those are the smaller contests. So basically I want the higher projected lineups in the in the smaller field and the lower projected lineups in the large field. Just the lower projected lineups are going to have more leverage. So that's typically how I organize it. Now, if I'm playing 100 lineups, sometimes I mix and match. Sometimes I stagger them so I get a little bit more of a mix. So I've lined different types of lineups and different types of contests where like all my single entry lineups end up being like the same two pitchers or the same stack or, or the same chalk one-off. So I may, I may, I may even use that. Sometimes I like, ran function in, in Excel, just whatever, just whatever. Sometimes it's just whatever. That's the big secret of DFS. Some, sometimes it's just whatever. 
but we're going to take a look at this early slate that locks in an hour. From the looks of it, let me refresh. Okay, we had 11.13 here. I'm using the back projection. I'm going to refresh the stack projection. From the looks at ceiling point per dollar, looks like we have... Uh, Oh, did the White is the White Sox are they are they playing some cheap guys? Because that moved up. What's going on with the White Sox? Oh, Jake Lamb. Okay, that's what's doing it. So we got Jake Lamb batting second. So who's not in the lineup? So we don't have Grandal. We don't have Madrigal, which is not that big of a deal. We have Zach Collins in because they became cheaper. Before on the stack projection page, the White Sox were much further down. So I sort by, I, I take a look at either ceiling, ceiling point per dollar, top stacks. These are all point per dollar wise. So I'm going to see Detroit up towards the top against Daniel Lynch because they're cheap. They're ceiling 83. So like if we just sort by ceiling. Now this includes all the games on the slate because we don't have a way to do it per slate. So if we look just by ceiling, we go to the first game on the slate. So we got Royals have the highest ceiling but 87.23 brewers have the lowest at 73.76 but like obviously there's the reds at cores later tonight that's a certainly high ceiling but i just want to see the difference between the teams so 87 for the royals 85 86 for the nationals the tigers 83 phillies 83 braves 82 Minnesota 79, White Sox 70. White Sox are only 79, but I mean, they're they're a little bit cheap, cheaper. But there's not that dramatic of a disparity. Now, once you get down to the Cardinals and the Brewers, yeah, now we're talking about 75 and 73, but that's obviously Corbin Burns versus Jack Flaherty. It's like a six and a half total in the game. I get it, okay? I understand that. But the differences between, it doesn't seem like, like, the Royals have the highest ceiling in the slate. Are you all that thrilled ever about playing the Royals? No. But they're up there. The Tigers against Lynch are gonna are, I'm assuming gonna be popular. So I'm just I'm just judging, just looking at the stack, just on team by team basis. From a point per dollar perspective, it's always gonna favor like the cheaper teams that have somewhat higher median projections, but maybe not the highest ceiling projection. So I'm just looking at this. Now, based on this. Like the Braves, from a point-per-dollar perspective, don't come in all that well, right? They're one of the worst teams. Or the Twins don't come in all that well. So now that I looked at that, now I'm just going to look at the ownership. So I'm going to take a look at pitchers. Yeah, Corb, Burns, Flaherty. I mean, that makes it makes sense, right? Burns, Flaherty gets the pitcher ownership. Then Lance Lynn. Then we got Turnbull, Morton, L. Eflin. Then Pineda, then Corbin. I'm not sure if Turnbull, well, it's 6K, so I guess. Morton sometimes, Morton should be a much better pitcher. I mean, Morton's last start was just, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes he's good and sometimes he's bad. I'm, I'm more likely to play Morton when he's not owned as much, but that could be today's, today's slate. So Morton may be, in it. Morton may be, uh, Maybe a choice. Even Corbin, the Phillies are going to be popular. He could he could come out of his seat. He could be good. He, 
maybe not, but he's 6,400. Just finding a way of not having a Burns Flaherty lineup. So I think that that's with only what? We only got what, five games, six games? How many games are on this slate? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five, five. It's only five games. Right? All games, five early. We only got our we got five games. You gotta get different somehow. So maybe I don't want the two chalk pitchers in like together in every lineup. Maybe I don't, especially if they're facing each other. Screw it. I'm gonna decide that. We're not gonna do that. I ain't playing birds and flaherty together. Okay, so that's that's one way to get difference. Okay, there, there we go. To make make sure that happens. Then we go to the batters. We go to the batters. Okay, I'm I'm just taking a look at ownership. What teams are being oh okay. Atlanta? Is Atlanta gonna be chalk? Really? Is that happening? According to the bat, they don't they don't really project that well. They have a lower ceiling than the Phillies, the Tigers, the Nationals, and the and, and the and the Royals, according to the bat. Right. Are they gonna be chalky? Well, that's one way. Well, if I if I'm planning not to play the Braves. So let's let's take a look. So what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna build 300 lineups. Let me disable the player group. So I don't I don't want to run this with any with any any type of anything. Okay. Number of players one. Let's leave it at 49,000. That's fine. And then I'm gonna put the stacks. I don't I'm gonna make five bad stacks. Okay, five X. Just at 300 lineups. Let's 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 see where it goes. Am I only getting why am I only getting five? Let's go. Did I do? Did I did I change something that I shouldn't have? Let's see. I got this. I got that's disabled. Unique players one. Gotta make sure. Gotta make sure. Stacks. I got five x. I got everything here. Yeah, that should work. Let me refresh it. Sometimes it hiccups. Sometimes it hiccups. Usually it doesn't. Nope. I can't be doing anything wrong. This is what I normally do. Hey, dude, this is what I normally do. We reset all the MLB settings. Should be able to give me 300. I just going to give me anything. No, I got to modify something. Gonna give me something. Give me something. Okay, it does work. Okay, okay. Let's, let's go back and do this again. Build rules. 300. Stacks, 5x. That should be good. No, it's still, still. what is it doing? What is it stopping me? Why is it stopping me? Do that. Okay. I guess that's a bug. That shouldn't happen. So I'm just making 300 lineups. I'm just... Show me whatever. Show me uh, who who fits in the most. And all these lives based on the bat projections. It's giving me a little bit more of a sense of where where people could possibly be going. Because when I see that ownership on Atlanta, like I don't know. According to the bat projections, Atlanta sh- shouldn't be that highly owned. 
shouldn't be. Will they be? I don't know. Just based on the point per dollar. I mean, we just go by point per dollar value. Like the Braves are one of the lowest on this slate. We got the Cardinals, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays, right? Against Morton, the Twins, the Brewers, and then the Braves against Stripling. So I'm not going to expect the Braves to show up in that many lineups at a 300 based on the bat projection. But that's what I'm looking to see. Maybe maybe for raw, is it, is it a raw points thing? I have no idea. Okay, so we got 225 lineups. Okay, stack summary. Kansas City, Detroit, Philadelphia. Okay, so that, that makes sense with what we got here. Kansas City, Detroit, Philadelphia. So what are these, what are these, what are the ownership of these stacks look like? Okay, so we're going to go, we're going to go team by team. Okay, go to Toronto. Toronto, based on our ownership projections, I, I'd use the order here. They're going to be owned. This is like a 10% aggregate owner, you know, the average ownership. And the bat really doesn't, doesn't, likes Morton more than, uh, than the Blue Jays. Okay, Atlanta. Yeah, they're going to be, we're projecting them heavily owned. And they, they, they're okay. Acuna is 10.48. That's not like, you know, 1.8 point per dollar. That's not like jam of in type of stuff. Dansby Swanson, based on the bat, this game is over-owned. Philadelphia. Okay, I expect that against Corbin. But they're saying that our ownership has Atlanta and Toronto higher on than Philadelphia, and I thought Philadelphia would be the highest owned. Washington. Outside of Soto, there, you know, Soto, Bell, who's been horrible. Turner, they look, baby, they're a little under-owned based on the bat projections. KC. Okay, KC's going to get, uh, does he get Merrifield, Perez, Benintendi, Dozier? Okay, the Royals are going to see some ownership against Turnbull. Detroit, let's see with Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's going to be popular. I mean, Lynch did not look good to last start. And, and this team is so cheap. And they actually have a four and a half projected run run total. Implied total. And their point per dollar values are great. Okay, so I understand the, I understand the Tigers. Now, St. Louis and, Minnesota, and, and Milwaukee are going to be vir- virtually unowned. Then we have Minnesota against Lynn. They're going to be low-owned. And the White Sox. Now, we don't have the updated ownership for, for this yet. The White Sox actually may be under-owned against Pineda on this slate. If, if, if this is true, if this ownership is going to Toronto and Atlanta. Like, we take a look here. Like, the White Sox, according to the bat projections, have a better point-per-dollar value than those other teams. But I mean, even a higher, like, the White Sox have a higher ceiling than the Toronto. And not that much further below Atlanta. So to me, this looks like maybe a White Sox slate. Maybe, maybe it's a White Sox time against Pineda. Maybe. Assuming ownership is assuming ownership is accurate, right? This is what I mean by looking through and seeing, you know, what what strategic decisions do you want to make on this slate? I haven't built the lineup. Who's the good play? I'm not doing any of that. I'm just looking, just looking to see. Normally, this would I don't have to explain this. This, this would take me. Uh, 60 seconds to do. 
So I'm going to be building 20 lineups. Maybe three unique players just to get maybe diversification. 49, five or something. Okay, so looking through all of this. Let's update the projections, see if there's anything different. Just update everything. Any questions in the chat? Any questions in the chat? Let's see. People are saying Detroit. Daniel Hutchings says Acuna at 41% is not so right. That seems that seems too high. That seems to. It almost seems like it's too, it's almost seems like it's not going to be 41%. Daniel Hutchins says that his model predicts Philly ownership is going to be higher than Atlanta and Toronto, but who knows? Michael Dampier asks, is it thinking too much to consider Pineda since Chicago's lineup is pretty watered down? And I assume no one will play him. I think I'm just look, I don't care about, see, you're trying to make picks. I'm just trying to decide who is more or less owned than they should be. So if you play Pineda, that means you're probably going to play him in a lineup with a high owned with high owned bats, right? According to my according to my projections, the bat projections, Pineda is like the worst pitcher on the slate. One of towards the bottom point per dollar value. Right here, right now, we have Corbin and Morton. You have to go by their priors. But if you play guys this cheap, that means you're going to have to spend money on something. Where's there to spend money on? Right? You can play Morton against Toronto, so that takes away Toronto. Corbin against Philadelphia, that takes away Philadelphia. Is there any expensive team on this slate? We could see. Minnesota against Lance Lynn? Do we do that? We do have the Minnesota lineup in. Let's see if there's anything, anything weird about it. Anything weird about the Minnesota lineup? It's not even updated here yet. Okay. I see I see someone posted in the chat. Arias, Donaldson, Polanco, Cruz, Larnach, Garver, Kepler, Estadio, Garlic. Okay. Joe Wheeler asked, in small field GPPs, is the better strategy to play optimal pitchers and find leverage in the bats or vice versa? Slate dependent. Well, you have to understand that pitchers are going to be less variant than hitters. That It's still hot. Baseball still high variance. So it's more likely that like the more ownership that, that hitters get, <clears throat> the less likely I want to play them. Pitchers, I don't mind as much. So that's why Acuna at 41%. Like I can't even see play, even on a five-game slate. If he gets there, if he hits a home run, then I'm dead. But I mean, it just seems like way too high. But I think I agree with you, Daniel, about the Philly. I think the Philly ownership is going to be higher. But still, we're going to get this ownership in this Blue Jays-Braves game. No one's going to the this game's for bats. The Royals aren't even that expensive. The, the Tigers are really cheap. Let's take a look at the White Sox. The White Sox, you could spend up on the White Sox. So you could 4900 for Anderson, Abreu, Moncada. There's a way to still pay for them, right? You take a shot on Morton. You take a shot on Corbin. Can you even do that? Let's see. What does this look like? Like, let's just, I'm not saying that we're going to play Corbin and Morton together, 
Do I got stacks? I got stacks on. I mean, what, is, what do these lineups even look like? I'll just believe just to see. Are there Royal stacks? Royals? Royals with Soto and Acuna, right? Because it's just spending up on one-offs. Anderson, Soto, Candelario, Corbin Morton. So I guess they could exist. It's just that your 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 most expensive players will be the one-offs. So basically, you're gonna you're gonna be playing Acuna. You play Corbin and Morton together. Do I want to do that if he's gonna be if he's gonna be forty one percent owned, forty one percent owned Acuna? Do I really want to do that? They're all well. Here's a national stack. It's Royals Nationals, Royals Nationals, Royals. You can't fit in Tigers anything in there. The Tigers are too cheap. Arenado against Burns. Yo, here, here we go. Here's a Brave stack. Okay. It's still 230. Do you want to play Chalk Braves and Chalk? You want to do all this? I mean, this is this would be the type of lineup where it's like, I'm playing Chalky and then getting, then not playing Burns and Player. Like that would be one of these types of lineups. I just wanted to see. So it's basically just getting expensive one-offs which is fine, but they're also going to be owned, right? It's not It's not like a 10-game slate where you could find, you know, Bryce Harper is 6% owned and, you know, because Acuna is going to be so owned or Aaron Judge is 8% owned because someone else is going to be owned. Like, it's a very small slate. So maybe you don't play Morton and Corbin together. Maybe you don't play these types of lineups. So I'm going to go into player groups. Flaherty. Flaherty and Burns. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a shot on Morton Cor- Corbin. I'm gonna do that. But I'm not gonna play them in the same lineup. Okay. So I look in my player pool. I'm gonna get rid of Lynch, Turnbull, Pineda, Stripling, Ethelin. Do I play some Lance Lynn? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it comes out. Birds actually projects for 10.6K to be less of a play than Flaherty because the Milwaukee lineup sucks. The St. Louis lineup is so much better, but still Corbin Birds is really good. Doug Montgomery asks, bat projections, what do you use most? Points, point per dollar, ceiling or ceiling point per dollar? All of them. You still want to play high ceiling, right? You don't mind, but they may be extremely expensive. How do you do that? That's why I ran these lineups. Like, if there was an extremely expensive stack, then you probably have to play Corbin and Morton, but there isn't. So, like, like when the Dodgers are expensive or something like that, then you have to figure out what the constructions are. So, it doesn't mean I don't play high ceiling teams or ceiling point per dollar teams or point per dollar teams. It's like, how does that construction work? The Tigers are going to be chalky on this slate because people are going to jam in Flaherty and Burns together and they're going to need a cheap stack. So that's going to increase the ownership on cheapies. And then the the other guys are going to be the Braves, right? The Braves, the Blue Jays, the Phillies. The Tigers and the Royals are going to be used kind of as the cheapy stuff. So that's why I think the White Sox just go, because they don't project great, but they don't project badly but they're just in the middle where they, they just don't seem to fit. So I'm going to take a look at that. So the White Sox, okay, look, I'm going to go through here. If I'm going to play, I'm playing 20 lineups. So it's like, I'm not, 
If I'm going to be playing uh, against Toronto, I'm just going to ex- exclude them. Okay, so this is what this is what I will do. Right, I go through. I'm going to take Toronto off. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Do I play some people? In, I'm going to take it off for now. Philadelphia. I'm going to take St. Louis. No, I'm going to keep St. Louis. I'm going to take off Milwaukee. And take off. Uh, do I play Minnesota? I'll just exclude those. And let's see. In my excluded section, are there any like one-off hitters that maybe I'd want? Do I want Audible Herrera? No. Reese Hoskins. Do I need a first baseman? Do I need a third baseman? Bohm is going to be owned. And if I'm going to play Corbin, let me put let me put back some some Phillies. Let's see. I'm looking for the ownership. I'm like, do I want to play a Bohm one-off at 17%? Maybe not. Hoskins, maybe I don't mind at 9%. So it's single-digit ownership. Maybe I don't mind that. I take a look. Yeah, the Phillies are going to be owned. I think that's you get the reverse leverage by using Corbin instead. This is the strategic choice I'm making. You could go the complete other way and say, I'm playing all the Phillies and I'm doing something else, right? I mean, you could do that. I'm just choosing this. So, yeah. So, I'm going to get rid of the, the, the Blue Jays. Hope Morton has a good game. Is there anyone on the Blue Jays worth playing? And not really. Okay. Let's go back to the all section. So, Atlanta is going to be way too popular. So, let's take a look at Atlanta. Do I even want to bother with this high ownership? Do I want a one-off Acuna? Do I want a one? Maybe I don't mind a Zuda. Maybe keep his at 27% ownership. Is that really going to happen? Is this ownership really going to happen? I'll just X him out at this point. I'm not going to play stripling against him. We have a 4.755 implied run total. Adrianza's batting fifth. Albies batting fourth. Do I need anything positionally here? Maybe Freeman. Do I need outfielders like this? We'll see. So maybe I get rid of him. I get rid of him. Get rid of him. I'll just leave them in for now. Just for now. Okay, go to Kansas City. Okay, I'm going to be playing some Kansas City. Going to be playing some Detroit. Darren. Let's take a look at St. Louis. Against Burns. Is Dijon done in the lineup? Do we don't we don't have that in? Let's see. We're not projected in. Do we have do we have a Cardinals lineup? For crying out loud. No, we don't even have a Cardinals lineup yet. They're gonna be nothing owned. Any weak positions? Edmund, do I need second baseman? Do I need third baseman? Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna get rid of them all. Maybe we'll bring them back. Minnesota. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to play any Minnesota stacks. But I could see Power, Kepler batting fourth. Is that happening? I know we have the lineup. Someone posted the lineup. I kind of want to play lefties. Lefties, maybe. Larnach. So maybe play lefty one-offs. Polanco. Kepler's Polanco on the lineup. What's going on here? Your Polanco's in the lineup. Arias doesn't have that much power, but I don't mind. Okay. 
let's take out Donaldson, Cruz, Garver, I guess. We do that. Okay, we have four of them in here. So I'm really curtailing my player pool. Okay, we still got Atlanta in here. Ugh, 41% Acuna. Ugh. All right, take a look through. Who do we have on St. Louis? Who do I still have on St. Louis? No, oh, the pitcher. That's that's why it's coming up. Make sure I got the pitchers in that I need. Go through here. Lynn, Lynn Corbin, Morton, Flaherty, and Burns. So where's Burns? Take Burns in. There you go. So I'm only making 20 lineups. So basically, we're looking at Washington, right? I left them in, right? I left Washington. So we're looking at Washington, Kansas City, Detroit, and the White Sox. That's pretty much what we're looking at, right? There's no one else. Everything else would be a one-off. So you got Washington, Kansas City, Detroit, Chicago, White Sox. So now I go to Stacks, right? Take that off, put that back on. So if we just started just from like, we wanted exactly the amount, that'd be 25, 25, 25, and 25. Okay, just to see. We're just doing this to see. I'm building five-man stacks, okay? We're just doing this to see. And I build. What do we get? What do we get? Okay, we get a lot of birds. Burns Morton, Burns Morton. Okay, how much Acuna? Do we get Acuna one-offs? Yeah, yeah, 12 of them. Ugh, do I really want that? Because I'm playing a lot of Tigers. That's the reason why, because this is what this is what'll happen, right? You'll get Morton, Burns, because remember, we made the groups, player groups, to not play Flaherty and Burns together. So basically, the Tigers always end up with like Acuna. So if I want my Acuna ownership to go down, my Tigers ownership needs to go down. My Tigers exposure needs to go down. I get Soto. But I don't mind. I'm playing playing Washington stacks. I don't mind that much. I'm looking through here. And I I still have a Reese Hoskins one-off. That's fine. I also take a look at my pitchers, and it's giving me a lot more burns than Flaherty. I think it's primarily due to the Tigers, the Tiger, those Tiger stacks. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the stacks. Now, obviously, on the build rules, I could set my minimum and make it a little bit lower. I'm just going to keep it at 49.5 for now. I want to play less of the Tigers. So 10% with two lineups, two lineups, three lineups. They pour more of the, more of the, the White Sox. More of Washington, less of Kansas City. 20 there. Is that good? Let's see what that, let's see what this looks like. Maybe I go down even further. Maybe I I only get 15%. Maybe I'm I'm really, I'm really going to go on the White Sox today. 15, 15, 25. Do something like that. Let's see what this looks like. 
Let's see what it looks like. Not a very interesting podcast if you're listening to it. Okay, I get all the burns and I get, I still get a Cunha, plenty of, I still get a Cunha, right? Take a look at this. Tigers. I mean, this is just Burns, Morton, Acuna. You still get plenty of Acuna. Do I want to play that much Acuna? Okay, but do I want to play all the Burns and the Morton? No. I'm going to go back into my player pool. I actually want to play more Flaherty, if anything. So maybe I cap Burns at 20. Cap Morton at 50. And then see what happens. See what happens. Then we're going to build that. Okay, so we get way more Flaherty. But I also get way more Acuna because we can pay up for him. That, this is this is why Acuna is going to be high owned. Yeah, I, now, now, I, now I understand. Are there any high-priced guys that I could play that aren't Acuna? Let's take a look at the excluded by salary. Bo Bichette, but I'm playing more. Nelson Cruz, righty, righty. Harper's going to be owned. Donaldson, Mitch Garver, I could pay up for that. It's Lance Lynn. Maybe I do more of that. Yeah, let me, let me put in Cruz. At 7% owned, that isn't bad. Donaldson, 5%. Maybe I, okay. Let's get the let's get these Minnesota guys back in. Against Lance Lynn. People aren't going to play. I mean, he hasn't done bad, right? Right? I mean, he has a long leech or whatever, but he could he could give up some home runs, right? Okay, so let, let's get, let's get, just for the sake of not having the Braves, do I want to play a Drelton Simmons? Probably not. Not at that. Ding, 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 ding. Put, put that back. Because what this is going to do is going to get me less Acuna. Right, this is the whole goal: is to get less Acuna, without doing the min- putting the minimum salary down to like two thousand. So maybe I do play some Minnesota. So let's go to Minnesota. Let's we'll play two lineups. All right, two lineups like that. We have to decrease something else. I still want the White Sox. The White Sox. The Nationals. It's a hundred percent there. Maybe we don't even play as much of the Tigers or the Royals. The Royals had the highest ceiling, so let's just put them up over there. Forty-five there. Okay. Now let's see what we get. Okay. Flaherty. We still get still get a lot of Acuna. Still get the Acuna. So I'm gonna cap I'm gonna cap Acuna to four lineups. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna bump up Soto probably. So I'm doing this. Well now I don't even want to play Lance Lynn anymore. So now we're done. Okay. Put this up to 25. Because now we don't have Lance Lynn. So we got 25 burns, Flaherty, 70, yeah, something like that. And 50. Okay, no, this makes sense. This should work. Got 20 lineups like this. So we get Flaherty, right. That's what we should get. Flaherty, core, exactly as I wanted. 
half the lineups with Morton, half the lineups with Corbin, 75% with Flaherty and 25% with, with Burns. Okay, beautiful. But now I'm getting way too much. It's like Soto one-offs, which I'm, I think I'm fine with a little bit more. So I got Acuna down, 20% Acuna. Got some Albies and Azuna in there. Okay. But let's try to get Soto out of there as well. Let's put Soto down to 40%. Getting Benatendi, Perez, Zach Collins, Eaton, Lamb. Cheap catcher. Let's see. Let's see the, the pitcher combinations. Morton Burns, Morton Burns, Morton Burns, Morton Burns, Morton Burns. Morton Flaherty, Morton Flaherty, Flaherty. Do we get Corbin Burns? Uh, Cor- Corbin Burns. Do we get any Corbin? Not really. Do I mind that? I don't know. We got a Soto one-off, 49.8. Let me take a look at my ownership numbers. 228. But this is fine. Oh, bottom of the order. Do I want to do this? Bottom of the order. Oh, there are the away team. One, three. Five, eight, nine. Do I really want to do that? I could. Nine percent Michael Taylor. Is that is that doable? Should we be, should, should we be doing that? I don't know. Do I want to do that? How much Michael Taylor do I have in two lineups? Why? Do I need that? Now I'm gonna, now I'm going to sort by team just to see what my stacks look like. Okay, so I got I got I got pretty much everyone. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Who am I missing? Who am I missing on the White Sox? Eden Vaughn, Lurie, oh Hamilton, right, who put up a million points yesterday. Is that who I'm missing? Okay, I got I got pretty much here. Got there. Michael Taylor, Nicky Lopez. Do I want to play them together in that type of lineup? Eh. Uh, let's see. We're almost done. We're almost done. Yeah, let me, I'll do it quickly. So I'm going to just take out Lopez, Taylor. They're not playing together. Taylor, hello, Michael, A. Taylor. I don't know. I don't. Do I want a bottom of the order Royal stack? I'm not sure about that. Let me rebuild. Okay, we got the Flaherty. Link these builds. Tim Anderson with Merrifield. Okay, so what's my second? What's what second base look like? Yeah, because I don't have much there. That's the reason I'm getting all the Merrifield. Put that down to fifty percent. Pitchers, good. Catchers, what else am I going to do? I have, I have a bunch of Perez. Maybe get a little bit less so I can get a little bit more Garver in there. 100%. Let's see. Abreu, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Second base, we already got. Third base, Makeda, Lamb. Okay, we're good. We're rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling. Shortstop, Anderson, beautiful. Let's go. Outfield. Soto, do I want that much Benatendi? Probably not. Uh, Schwarber, Cruz, we got to go over on Cruz. Got Lamb, who's outfield eligible. We still got some Acuna. 
but not much. Bump that down with two lineups. Given to maybe I should maybe I should even X amount. Do I want to play a 41% owned Acuna? It's not going to be that old. I look at this. I look at that. Okay, now let's run it again. We're 20 lineups. Let's see what we got. Let's see all the way at the bottom. We got that there. We got that. We got Josh Harrison. I'm not getting enough of him now. Because now I'm playing. Now I'm playing more more twins than I am. What happened there? More twins than I am. Nationals. Okay, I'm almost done. Almost, we're almost there. Tim Anderson. Yeah, give me all the, yeah. We're going we're gonna to go heavy on the White Sox today. Nelson Cruz. Okay, do we, as opposed to obviously Acudia as the one-off, right? Garver. I want to make sure, get more Garver, Harrison. Bell has been awful. Bell has been absolutely not so awful, but whatever. We'll play him. Turner. Turner's good. Soto left at 40%. Cruz, 30%. Let's see if that helps. Let's see if that helps. Okay. Abreu, Corbin, Merrifield at 50. Soto, Perez, Eaton. We're just going heavy on on that game. Or more than other people. So you got the Tigers there. You got Bell. Do I have enough Bell? Is he in the middle of that Nationals order? No, is that the oh he's batting six? Okay, I'm fine with that then. So no, there Arias, Robles, good. I think we're good. I think this is good enough, right? I'm gonna look at my ownership. Two nineteen. Is this doable? One, two, three, four, five with Acuna, Trey Turner, Whit Merrifield. Eh, I got Morton in there. That's close. That's cutting it. Moncada, Acuna. Acuna is just making this ownership go way up. Right? That's what's re- that's what's really causing it. But I have Morton in there, and that sh- that should be enough. This should be enough. But this may this may be my single entry lineup. Do I want to put the Acuna lineup in a single entry? That would be the question. Let's take a look at fantasy points high to low. Okay, fantasy points high to low. This is the highest. It's a Royal stack with Robbie Grossman, Turner, and so it's a five-two-one with Burns and Morton. It's the high, and it doesn't have Acuna, so I don't mind this in single entry because Acuna is going to be even higher owned in single entry. So yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. We done. We did. We did it. I think I'm good. Got the leverage. Playing some White Sox. Hopefully Toronto and Atlanta game doesn't go off. Hopefully Burns and Flady don't go go off together for a 0-0 game. The Phillies I barely got. And I hope Corbin has a good game against them. Right? So there, there, there. Those are my strategic choices. How do I get different, slightly different to pitcher? Okay, well, I'll play, why don't I play Corbin or Morton? Well, that means I don't play Toronto, and that also means I don't play Philadelphia, which then means I have to play other teams. So which teams are going underrepresented? I think I think the White Sox more so than the other teams. 
Now, underrepresented would be the Cardinals and the Brewers, sure. But of course, I mean, they're the lowest projected teams against the highest projected pitchers. I've already gotten different enough. I don't have to get that nuts up. If I wanted to play a Brave stack and then intermix and then not play Burns in that lineup and play uh, three hitters against them, okay, I, you could do that. I just, I'm, I'm not choosing to do that. So I got this. Here we go. These are my actual lineups. This is what I will, you, you're seeing it live right now. Literally putting it in right now. There we go. I got, yep, the Ben Attendee, the Michael A. Taylor in single entry. Oh my God, oh, you played Michael A. Taylor in single entry. Okay, well, so be it. It's the, that's what the lineup says. That's what the lineup says. Not going to argue with the lineup monster people. Paste that into my Excel file. Save that over there. We're going to go DraftKings. I'm going to upload the CSV. There we go. I always have to check on my phone to just make sure. Make sometimes. There we go. Done. So now you there you go. You saw me build lineups. Now obviously, I you would also have slate IQ for the later slate. You can take a look at that. But there you go. There's 20 lineups. Now a lot of times I'm building 100 lineups. But for 20 lineups, there you go. You see how much of an iteration it is. What do you decide to do? What what does this look like? Oh, I'm getting this. I'm getting that. Oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? I'm getting way too much Acuna no matter what I do. But I have to replace Acuna with some other higher price guy. And who who, who am I going to do it with? Or I either have take more Soto or I find a different guy. So I'm like, okay, is anyone going to play Nelson Cruz against uh, Lance Lynn? Probably not. It'd be low owned. Yes, he's a less play. Yes. I'd rather, it, raw points wise, better matchup wise, better everything. I'd rather Acuna. I'd rather Soto. But the difference between 41% and 7% ownership is just, Acuna is not going to outscore Cruz four to one. So, like, so I'll play Cruz in those lineups, right? And if Atlanta goes off today and the Phillies go off today, you know what happens? I just lose. That's just the way it is. But if that doesn't happen, if they don't go off, I have a good shot at taking first place, right? I got some of my Tiger stacks, right? Which I got a contrarian pitcher in. I got contrarian stacks that I have, you know, chalk pitchers in, right? I mean, I'm I'm happy with this, right? A little too much Adam Eaton, but whatever. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. White Sox. Hopefully the ownership stands up. If Corbin comes in at single-digit ownership, I'll be happy. Morton, these pitchers come in at single-digit ownership, that means the stacks against them are going to be even higher I'll be happy once I see the ownership. That's when I determine if I'm happy or not. Results, whatever happens, it happens. So there you go. Was that interesting? Michael Dompier asked, can you talk a few seconds about the Flaherty Burns player group? Is it ownership or other? Both. They're the two highest owned pitchers. So they happen to be in the same game. Okay? So obviously only one of them can get the win. So they are slightly negatively correlated because only one of them can get the win. They're also the two highest on pitchers. So once I group them away from each other, the ownership of your whole lineup goes down also. So you could have that group if you want, if they were too high on pick. If yesterday you said Cole Woodruff, separate them. Because you think they're too high. Oh, you could do that also if you want. It's only a five-game slate. If it was a larger slate, I wouldn't have to do as much because I could get different in so many other places. But on a five-game slate, I mean, the easiest way is to just 
If one pitcher is going to be 60% owned and the other pitcher is going to be 50% owned, that's 110% worth of ownership just in your pitcher slot. So what's the easiest way to not be as owned, to eliminate ownership? Acuna, 41% owned. If you just put a lineup and you just, let's say I even, you could even make a group, you could mix them up. Let's say you do Flaherty, Burns, and you could do Acuna also and just take the highest owned people and say, I only want one of them or I only want two of them, right? You could do that just to make sure. But you could also use the build rules and use the max total lineup ownership and go 100, which means like Burns and Flaherty can't be in the same lineups together, right? Because they don't automatically equal 100. They'll be over 100. So that'll do that. But this is more of a blunt tool, right? So I don't like using that as much if I need to. I use three unique players just to get some, you know, diversification, even in in uh, twenty lineups. You don't have to. You could have done two, been more similar lineups. But there you go. And I'm rooting against Toronto. I'm rooting. I'm rooting. I'm rooting against the chalk. If the chalk fails, the White Sox don't have to put up fourteen runs. The chalk fails, and the White Sox put up eight runs. They could be the winning lineup, and could be the winning stack on a on a five game slate. But you also see here, I didn't have to go crazy and go, well, let me stack against Burns and stack against Flaherty, right? So some people think that way. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crazy. 20 lineups, right? Cardinals lineups against Burns. You can't do that. But I mean, just understand that's much lower probability. When you're right, you have a chance to win a lot of money, but you're not going to be right that often. You're going to be right very, and you build 20 of those lineups, you're more likely to lose all your money. Right. You'll have to win. You'll win one every God knows how long and you'll lose all of your money every slate until then. Which you could do. You could. But I just thought there were there were other routes based on our ownership projections. There were other routes. So I, I hoped I hope this was valuable. But you could see here, I'm not. Am I looking at stats? Am I looking at? Am I, what am I looking at? The projections are already made. Right. I already looked at the projections. I already. OK, I looked at the. Player projections, I looked at what the ownership is. I go, where's the disparities? Where are the inefficiencies? And how do I build plus EV lineups for the contest I'm in that take advantage of that? Right? Should Acuna be 41% owned? No. Do I want to play Burns and Flaherty in the same lineup as a chalk pitcher combination on a five-game slate? No. So I have to get that. So I need to, if I'm not going to do that, I have to play another pitcher. And that's why I had Lynn in the pool. So I'm like, okay, I'll play some Lynn. And then once I saw... That if I didn't play, I, I if if I do that, I'm still ending up playing like Acuna and Soto, and I'm paying up for one-offs. It's like, why don't I pay up for a Cruz one-off? And then once I have Cruz as a one-off, why am I playing Lance Lynn then? So there you go. It kind of all works out together. You see it. And then you build the lineups, and you see what happens. You go, oh, I'm getting a little too much of this guy. I, do I want that much? No, okay, he's a good I cut it down and then run it again and see what happens, right? So here you go. I ended up with less Detroit than I originally planned on, primarily because they're a cheap stack. And if I'm not playing Burns and Flaherty together, do I, I, I don't need the cheap stack. And if I'm not playing Acuna or Soto one-offs at 5K+, plus, I don't need a cheap stack. I'm not playing Phillies. I don't need a cheap stack. So it just it means that I'm going to be playing less Detroit, which is fine. This is fine with me. If the teams that I have do well, then and the teams I don't have don't, I got a shot. Got a shot today. We finally got the Cardinals lineup. I don't. I don't know if anyone's playing those. I don't think it matters. 
I don't think it matters. Do I even have? No, I didn't. I didn't even end up with any Cardinals in my my lineups anyway. So there you go. That this is what I do. Now, obviously, it doesn't take me 40 minutes to do because I'm explaining it as I'm doing this. That whole process that I showed, I could do in seven to 10 minutes. Right? That's it. How long does that take? And I'm doing it a lot of times for even more lineups, 100 lineups. Blum, blum, you, make, you see, I make some checks. I say, okay, is this good? Okay, am I getting too much of that? Based on what I'm telling the builder to do. The builder's not telling me. The builder would, if I just listened to the optimizer and be like, I'm giving you all the Acuna and you should be playing all the Acuna. Just play all the Acuna. Please play all the Acuna. And I'm telling it, no. Strategically, I do not think that's the best direction. Make the lineups I want to make. Lineup HQ. And that's what I tell it. And I got the White Sox. I got the Nationals. I got the Royals. I got what I wanted. I got more Flaherty than Burns. Before before telling it, it would give me all the burns over Flaherty. Well, I want the Flaherty over burns. And that's how I manipulate. That's how I made the settings so I got the lineups that I wanted to get. Even though I'm not thrilled about having Michael A. Taylor in single entry. Well, it, uh, mathematically, that's that's the highest projected lineup I made. So that, let, let's go with it. Let's, let's root for Michael A. Taylor on the Royals this afternoon. Uh, hit the thumbs up button if you like more of this. I mean, I could do more of this. It's just that, you know, when we're on early in the morning, you know, we have no lineups for like late, later slates, a seven o'clock slate. What am I going to do? No point in going through that process. We don't even have any of the information, but when there is an early slate, like we have today. Okay. But maybe some people don't like this. Maybe there's going to be tons of thumbs downs, right? God oh, this is boring. I don't know. You tell me. Right, and if you if you don't have lineup HQ with all the functions that I showed you, sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Hit the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. You kept my apple juice cold while I was building lineups. Well, let's see if these lineups hit. Right, slate slate locks in nine minutes. Right, well, not not all the games, but I mean the contest lock in nine minutes. And uh, let's see. Let's go White Sox. White Sox and Nationals and Royals, I guess. I guess. And Corbin and Morton against Blue Jays and Phillies. And if it doesn't work out, you know what? There's a slate tonight. Oh, my God. Remember, I'm not, I'm, not look, I'm not looking to make lineups that is the most probable. I'm just looking for lineups that are more probable than what the field thinks that they're probable. And that, that's it. That's it. So there you go. There you go. It's not complicated. It really... It, did anything I do was that complicated? No, I don't think so. So I'll be here tomorrow as usual. Casual Friday, casual Friday. It's always casual here. Anyway, so give a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got, uh, what, NBA Grinders Live later today. MLB Grinders Live. Crunch time for premium members. I'll see you tomorrow. As I always do, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock in the morning Easterns. For the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.